Hi, thanks for tuning in. This is Druggist for the People. This podcast will contain my feelings and opinions and uh, stories from, from my practice in pharmacy, but none of this should be taken as just hardcore fact. This is more about stimulating questions that you can then take to your pharmacist and your doctor and your healthcare team uh, to help you better understand and participate in your care. And once again, just a little reminder, if you're looking for medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, you won't find it here. You need to use your healthcare professional for that. Donald Chef here. I am the druggist and with me is Carol and she is the people. And we're just going to talk a little bit about why we're doing this. Why are you the druggist for the people? Well, I've been a druggist. <laughs> I like that. It's a bit English. It's timey. <laughs> yeah, it is old timey. Um, a pharmacist for like 40 years. And uh, I feel they're... like in my mind when you say druggist that it's the guy with his shirt on backwards in the pharmacy. Oh, yeah. No... <laughs> yeah, I never did wear one of those, but I do remember those. Dr. Uh, did Dr. Welby wear one of those? I don't know. They just always seemed like synthetic and creepy feeling to me. Yeah. Um, well, the <laughs> I think they were made of cotton. The, uh, <laughs> this reminds me of the difference between a drug and a medication. You know, a medication would sit down in the wing chair at the fireplace with you and discuss the day. And a, uh, a drug would come in and drink your beer and... Uh, crank the music up and turn the TV to something you didn't want to see, I guess. Um, so anyway, the reason for doing this is over all those years, the frustration that I felt when people would come in and get their drugs and, and uh, was always that this kind of just not knowing what the flip they were getting, you know, what's, what's this for? What's the lisinopril for? And I, I take that one in the morning. I go, what's it doing? What it's it, the blue one. It's the blue one, right? It's the white one. It's the pink one. And um, so this is for people who might be kind of interested in actually figuring out a little bit about what's actually going on, because that's what I want to help them with. In this way, maybe, be, um, you know, participating with their doc in figuring out stuff. I think that's great. As long as we've been married, people have called you. We go to functions. People pull you aside and ask you questions about their meds. And I think it's because you're really great at explaining things in a way that's understandable for average people who haven't had 40 years of chemistry. Yeah, 40 years of chemistry. <laughs> One study. <in> chemistry. <laughs> so what makes you qualified to do this besides that you're very good at explaining things? Well, I am a pharmacist, so that's one little little bit of it. Um, and what makes me qualified? I don't, it's a, I guess that's a good question. I don't know. All I'm trying to do is, and I have had that experience, and I've done a lot of uh, in-services, you know, I've, you know, support groups for acute, care, acute coronary syndrome patients and, you know, uh, bipolar groups and myasthenia gravis and diabetes and, uh, GI issues and stuff. I don't know. Uh, I do enjoy teaching. And so that's that's a lot of what this is about. Great. And an in-service for the rest of us is a class 
correct? That's correct. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that sounds like a procedure. It does sound like Schedule a procedure. Schedule yourself for an in-service. I don't want to. <laughs> so in, in taking this on, this podcast, um, what kinds of things are you going to help people with? Well, I want to I want to make something clear here right off the begin right to the beginning. I am going to say some stuff that's probably not true. I'm actually certain that I'll be BSing at some point <laughs> in this, mm-hmm. and so people need to, you know, sift through. I want them to think, mm-hmm. and you know, I remember when I was in school, like the teacher who would always like ask questions. And never just give you the answer. Like, you just go there and you're like, you want to know, what is it? And they'll ask you a question, another leading question, another one. I'm like, please. <laughs> just I gotta need write, information. Just got to write the answer down here. Um, in in this thing, in this this podcast, is it's to try and get people so that they're participating and asking the questions that lead to the answer. Okay, but when you say bullshit, you're not talking about um, on the actual information about medical things. You're talking about illustrative purposes. I'm talking about this search that I'm going to go through to try and, like you said, illustrate, explain, give an image of what the drug is about and how things are working. So, no, I'm not going to be BSing about the specifics, but that said... Um, when you walk into a party and there's a board game and people are having a great time, you're like, you have no idea. <laughs> so this is like how you play the game. Okay, you've stepped into the room. Here's what's going on. And okay. just give people an idea how this, you know, how this thing works, how, you know, how you end up on this medication and, and that kind of thing. And again, it's not, uh, you know, I'm not having references. I, this is from my years of experience. So it's not, I just don't want people to like go, well, Donald said, it's like, <laughs> you can say that with your physician and if your doctor goes, well, that ain't exactly right. <laughs> That's fine. Right. But the point here is to, you know, lift it up a little bit here to, you know, when I, I've talked to people and uh, I'm thinking once Steve in particular one time said to me, you know, after you had shared your, your ideas about medications and how to how to participate in that kind of thing he did and some changes were made he felt so much better in terms of what the meds were doing and just feeling empowered about his own stuff yeah i was just gonna say it's about being empowered and you know um for people who are non-medical like myself a lot of times what happens is i come out of the doctor's office and i have a prescription and the medicine does make me feel better, but I have no idea why the physician, why she chose this particular medication, why, what I, you know, what I can expect from taking that. I don't even know what questions to begin with. So I feel completely in the dark. I appreciate that it's helping me and I appreciate that she's a professional and doing her job. And, um, but I don't really, I, don't, I wouldn't know where to begin to ask her questions about the who, what, where, and why. Right, right. And so there's this new thing that's that's going on, shared decision-making, which is, you know, it's this other side of the counter from you, where the the medical folks, in particular pharmacy side, is trying to get 
and, and physicians, you know, shared medical decision making, which is so they're going to have to participate. But again, like what you're saying, how do, where do you start? Right. And if you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, OK, let's pretend for a minute that I just found out that I have congestive heart failure and I get this whole list of medications of things I'm supposed to take and when I'm supposed to take it, but there's no idea from on my side, why do I have to take it at that time? I'm much more apt to do what I'm supposed to do if I understand why. Right. And that's a big part of this. And so it's like, uh, I don't, if, if folks are happy being automatons, you know, just, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounded funny when I said <laughs> uh, If they're just going to do exactly what they're told. And, and I'm not saying you shouldn't adhere to a prescribed regimen. No, no. The point here is to get on board with it, to understand. Right. And it's possible. Right. I really think that. Right. And so uh, just laying something out there. So many of the times I feel like a, the right image is what you, know, you set that in out there and it can go, it can take you a lot of good places. And mm-hmm. so I feel like we spend a lot of time in med- in medicine and pharmacy in particular on the on the little details on mm-hmm. you know the side effects when you take this what can you take it with you know anything that be it should be of concern to you drug drug interactions and what's the contraindication you know so there's a there's a million little details right and when you read the the drug insert you know it's like oh uh, blah, 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 blah. yeah it goes on and on well let's get let's get an image that helps us to understand okay What's that? What am I getting out of this? And why would it do this other stuff? Right. So and that's, why would I take three today and four tomorrow? You know, why would why does it have to be that way? And and what is the goal of that? Are you trying to give me a surge of whatever it is? What is what is that about? And I I never even feel like I have the knowledge to ask the question. And you know. In medicine, everybody's really busy trying to take care of their patients and do the right thing. And so it feels rude to say to me, to say to the doctor, well, why would I do it that way? Yeah, yeah. And I, the, the thing to remember is that doctors are actually humans. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can just talk to them in a, in a very casual way. And it's okay to say, what's up with this? Yeah. And why? Because... You know, the docs aren't guessing. Sometimes, well, sometimes it's an educated guess. They're, you have to figure out and, and make a decision on what's the best course of action. What, where are we going to get the best result with the least risk to the patient? All this kind of thing. But there are, you know, it's based on these algorithms about how to treat certain conditions and what's the patient's, what's, what's a person's, how's their kidney function, liver function. There's a lot of things that go into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's But from your side, from the patient's side, just figuring out, well, why? Right. And so right. that um, it is what you want to know. Why? Yes. Like specifically about my what I take. I have rheumatoid arthritis. I take an oral dose of methotrexate. I take four tablets in the evening, um, one time a week, and then three more the next morning. Why take it that way? The... The actually splitting an oral dose, it's also available as an injectable that you can give like subcutaneous or intramuscular, and that would be done once a week as well. But that goes right into your system. It is an injection, so, you know, you're poking yourself every week. Um, But you get a a reliable 
fructose and it's completely absorbed and it's it's what the it's the bioavailability which is do you know what that means no yeah it's just when when you take a medication let's talk about orally it's what's absorbed and is available in your system to do its thing so when you do the injectable it's it, it's there it's ready to go so it's already it's in of, there yeah it's mm-hmm. the standard mm-hmm. now when you're doing it orally you've got to, it's got to go into solution in your in your stomach and intestine and then it's absorbed then you have this bioavailability when you split the dose and this is this is like you know studies are looking at this um, and this is an, this is how we do it you know you take ongoing looks at this stuff that you will find that Splitting the dose, and this is what these these studies are finding, will actually get you closer to um, the bioavailability as if you were taking an injectable, and it it might also help to to diminish some of the adverse you know GI symptoms that you might have. Although the you know the study I read was that it's really a huge benefit is that you get the the equivalent clinical response that you would do get with a um, injectable methotrexate. For what we're going to be doing here, that's how it will be approached. Mm-hmm. And so you are the people today, but the people will will rotate and we'll get different questions from folks. And again, sure. it's not to for me to like tell them you should be on this and this no, and no, this no. does, but rather here's why that's going here's why it's going on. Right. And just hopefully providing a bigger picture. So when you get into that party and you see that the board game's going on, you're like, I know how to play this. I know these rules. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And also, until I knew you, I didn't understand that. Um, I thought that when you saw the doctor, when you prescribed something, that this was all they know about this medicine and all they know about your condition. But that's not how it is. It's evolving, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we all... I think more people have become experts about science and medicine since COVID mm-hmm. has come and is hopefully going, although it's going to be a challenge ongoing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's absolutely evolving. There are, um, we make our best guess and we use these treatments and then we look at outcomes. And so you have these retrospective studies where you look back and like, did it work or didn't it work? And it is constantly changing. Um, and as far as the medication is particular, it's it's interesting to me. Most people think that, well, it's a tablet or a capsule or a gel cap or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and that we know every single little thing about it and how it works, but um, we don't. Mm-hmm. Most of this stuff is, and look, it's, the science is remarkable when you get into the detail in chemistry about how things are working and what we do know, it's phenomenal. That said, we're we're walking, talking miracles. <laughs> we really are and you know you know just it, it's interesting over the years i've been doing this and from when i was in school you know well there there are dopamine receptors and serotonin receptors and throughout the body and now they keep multiplying but they're not actually multiplying we just keep discovering these nuances these new things and so when you you know when you ingest something and in particular a medication it's having this effect because we're, we're all, it's like this balancing act, which they call homeostasis, which is how we stay alive. Mm-hmm. It's not a static thing. It's constantly this changing thing. You remember, there was a Simpsons where Mr. Burns, 
uh, went in for a physical or something. They realized he was just this walking <laughs> infection or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they tried to they like fix that. It made him sick. Well, the, the Simpsons again was on to something because it's this balance. Mm-hmm. So, like when you ingest something, a medication, it is it's influencing that. So there's things that inhibit, you know, enzymes that have an effect. But do we know everything? Probably not. Probably not. So you're a little bit, you know, what you do, and if you're conscientious about it and reporting things, you're kind of helping the next folks that come along and might be on that medication. But, That's great. So it's a, um, an ev- evolution. Yeah, it is an, ev- an evolution. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so here's a question about something that's always been true about medications. What's the difference between uh, a poison and a prescription? Where, what is the one word that would answer that question? Uh, and it is, I'm, I'm not going to make you wait. There's a little wait right there. Uh, it's dose. Uh, everything in a pharmacy, every medication that's in there is potentially a poison. And it always, almost always, you, you can't use that word, almost always comes down to uh, the dose of a medication. And sometimes side effects are sort of this warning sign that, hey, you're getting more than might be healthy dose. That's not always the case, but sometimes they're dose related. So um, there's there's a little tidbit for you. Uh, it's the difference between a poison and a prescription is in the dose. Some of the most blatant examples of this are uh, anticoagulants in particular. Well, the new ones as well as the old, but the old uh, warfarin, which is Coumadin, that started out as rat poison. So when people find out that they are taking something that used to be used as rat poison. It's a little disconcerting, but it illustrates this point of dose being the differentiating something from being a prescription or or a poison. Uh, I appreciate this idea because, um, you know, there's not a place to turn. You can Google your medication, but then you get a lot of the jargon, which if you have the time to look up every single word in the jargon, okay, but most people don't have that. And so just the idea of somebody boiling down, here's some good questions to ask about this is hugely helpful. Yeah, well, that's, that's the, hopefully that's where we get. And there is this, again, like what's happened over the last couple of years, uh, There, everybody, everyone's like, seems not everyone, but there's this push this, this suspicious attitude about science and medicine and to me it just highlights this misunderstanding about what it's always been right it's this we're making these efforts we're not using leeches anymore although you, you know back to leeches well they actually can debride a wound <laughs> <laughs> so um onward we go but we keep on discovering right new things and there's you know as far as science goes, I was never a good science student, never. And I had a basketball coach for biology. So no, no addition on basketball coaches. Yeah, I was a basketball coach for 20 20 years. I know, but, um, you know, this guy would have trouble finding his way out of a sock drawer. And so as a result, my, my biology knowledge was just not there. Um, and I've forgotten where I was going with that. (laughs) (laughs) 
So he had trouble getting his head. First of all, if you find yourself in a sock drawer, you probably would be disoriented and you would might have a really difficult time. What am I doing out here? Um, I do there here's something like where people are like if you're in the arts, this is frustrating to me that you know, science and these disciplines are this thing that you kind of reject. Like, and this includes the how the planets and the stars are moving through the universe. And um, that I think that's nuts. I think they go together, mm-hmm. science and art, and um, and that understanding something about the sciences is a great thing. I don't mm-hmm. care, you know, if you're a painter or a sculptor or a writer or a musician. Like, there's 26 letters in the alphabet, right? Correct. Yeah. And so all these words we're using here today mm-hmm. are combinations, putting in all these incredible combinations of letters together, and we end up with these words, and we can communicate. And the Germans come up with some crazy long, there's <laughs> <laughs> some really some wacky right. stuff. <laughs> and so, like, in, in, in chemistry, there's the periodic table, which are these elements, which, you know, iron and gold and carbon and... There's 118 in the universe. And so we just put it, they, 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 they bond, they go together and form these molecules. Mm-hmm. So you got atoms and they form molecules, compounds, and drugs. And this is, this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. And, and what are our bodies made of? That same stuff. So to me, you know, like, let's not just make this some foreign thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is just about we are concentrating compounds that are out there and, and inventing some and putting them into our bodies and seeing, you know, we hopefully and have trying a positive. to solve some problems. Yeah. Have you heard of red yeast rice, fermented red yeast rice? No. Yeah, well, it has a um, statin in it. Yeah. That's, That's a naturally occurring. Yeah. So folks that wanted to lower the cholesterol could, could use that. Well, that's, is that a drug? No. It became one. It did. Yeah, it's lovastatin. Now, this is not a recommendation to go out and use fermented red yeast rice instead of a statin, lovastatin in this case. Just pointing out here that this is where the lovastatin was originally discovered. And there's, you don't know how much of an active compound you're getting in a supplement like fermented red yeast rice. And there's other things in there. So this is, I just want to make sure make it clear this is not a recommendation to do that just pointing out some of these very natural things that are happening so that the point here is not all this particular stuff but rather that you know let's close this divide between what medications and anything else that you might ingest there's all kinds of examples of just foodstuffs that have pharmacologic activity (laughs) (laughs) Does that help you out with that? I don't. It did, does. You, did you get where you were going before? Um, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's what we're about is just trying to um, get real with this thing to try and understand it on some level where when you go into the doc, you can have a discussion and and always the the thing here is use your pharmacist. They they want to talk to you. Most of them want to talk to you and help you understand. What, what this stuff is. Why are you taking this stuff? Well, I think that's hugely helpful. Okay, yeah. Well, this has been good, Carol. I appreciate you. Sure, I appreciate you. <laughs> and I appreciate you for listening. This has been and will be Druggist for the People.